Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. If you grew up in Hillsboro, depending on the era, you know about Grimes Garage, Andrews Cafe, Peabody School, Harris School, Dowdy Hall, Dobie Dome, Miss Lindsay's, The Goat Man, The Bird Lady, Kim Son, the old one of course, plus more. And one other you may have heard about is the story of Bonnie and Clyde and the connection to Hillsboro. It includes lovers on the run, a robbery, a hideout, a murder, and a prison escape. See. I couldn't have been more than seven or eight years old. It was summer and we were in a box style Chevy, 80s model, baby blue with leather seats that seemed to stay 100 degree hotter than the temperature. We were on Smith Street when we headed out, but after hearing the words, do y'all want to go see Bonnie and Clyde's hideout? I swear it took forever. We made our way onto Waco Street, going away from downtown, we passed the police station, and to the left was a small road that went lower than the other roads. It was bumpy and run down. There was graffiti on the walls and then a bridge. And down that road was it. An old house set back in the distance. Not much of a house anymore as it was a dilapidated structure. We stared at it in silence. And then my brother asked, why were they out there? And so, on the way to Strong's to get two big reds and two bags of chips, we heard this story. It went something like this. Clyde Barrow was born March 24, 1909 in Telecope, Texas. Clyde attended school in Dallas until the age of 16 and had ambitions of becoming a musician. He played both the guitar and the saxophone. His older brother Buck, well, he was the bad influence that turned Clyde to a life of crime. Petty thievery, the stealing cars. Clyde soon escalated his activities to armed robbery. At the age of 20, Clyde was already a fugitive from the law, wanted by authorities for several robberies. In January of 1930, Clyde met a waitress through a mutual friend and was immediately smitten. Their three-week romance was interrupted when Clyde was arrested and convicted on various counts of auto theft. By this time, he and Bonnie had fallen deeply in love and Clyde was overtaken by heartache. A lovesick Bonnie was more than willing to help the man she called her soulmate. And soon after his conviction, she smuggled a gun into the prison for him. On March 11, 1930, Clyde used the weapon to escape with his cellmates, but they were captured one week later. Clyde was then sentenced to 14 years of hard labor, eventually being transferred to Eastham State Farm. While Clyde was in jail, they began a passionate correspondence with each other, and once again, Clyde's thoughts turned to escape. Hoping to be relieved of his grueling work detail and maybe even parole, Clyde had his big toe and part of another toe cut off in hopes of getting released. Unbeknownst to Clyde, his desperate scheme was unnecessary. His mother had already convinced the judge in his case to parole him. He was released two weeks later. Before she became notorious outlaw, making worldwide headlines as one half of the crime couple Bonnie and Clyde, Bonnie Parker was a lonely young waitress from West Dallas. She worked at Hargrave's Cafe from January 1928 to spring of 1929 in South Dallas before moving back to West Dallas and meeting Clyde soon after. On April 30th, Clyde and his friends Raymond Hamilton and Frank Claus made the trip to Hillsboro, Texas to rob a filling station slash pawn shop owned by John Busher, with whom Clyde was familiar. Clyde had worked with Busher's son at an auto shop in Dallas and visited the filling station on several previous occasions. 
He chose to remain in the car to avoid being recognized and sent Hamilton and Claus inside. The shop owner was asleep in the bedroom above the shop with his wife and daughter when they heard two people banging on the door, demanding to be let in. Reluctant at first, he went downstairs with his wife and let the men in. The guys bought guitar strings for 25 cents, but paid in a $10 bill, which meant he had to open the safe. When the safe was open, Hamilton panicked. He accidentally shot Busher and they fleed. Only $40 and some jewelry. They were able to escape before the police arrived. The police showed mugshots to Medora. She identified Clyde as the shooter, even though he did not pull the trigger. The story takes another turn when Hamilton and two other inmates ambushed two deputies at the Hillsborough Jail. They were bringing another prisoner into his cell. They took their weapons and keys, then clattered down the stairs to freedom. Armed with a 30-30 Winchester and a 12-gauge shotgun, the trio hurried across the street to a gas station. They stole a car that belonged to Miss Patrice Hare. About 12 miles west of Hillsborough, well, the car blew a tire. The law caught up with the escapees and they surrendered. They didn't know that the car was there to get the tire fixed. Hamilton and friends was free for about an hour and a half. They told the Hillsborough Mirror, the paper at the time, no harm was done to anyone, we were just having a little fun. And two years later, Bonnie and Clyde were dead, shot to pieces in a law enforcement ambush in Louisiana. Well, there it is. The part Hillsborough, Texas plays in one of America's oldest and most known tales. I hope you enjoyed and even caught yourself saying, ah, oh, for real? Remember to stay positive because, well, a positive mentality is kinetic. I'm Justin. This is Off Road Podcast. And just chill until the next episode. It's so beautiful.